you start realizing the billions of billions. Look, go on Google and look at how many facts are on Google alone. And think about how many of those facts you know. Right? Appreciate the sameness and then appreciate the difference. So, you know, you cannot solve a problem with the same consciousness in which it was created. You actually have to be counterintuitive and look into the same consciousness of how it was created. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Kevin, Paul Mary, and Alan Lazaros, my boys from the Next Level University. We got 13 straight minutes because I got to come on Clubhouse. I will give you an extra version of, of real training, but I'm going to go rapid fire with you. What do we got? Dave, what is your definition of transcendence? I've been looking into this and listening to Sadhguru a lot, and he has his definition. I'd love to get your take on it. Well, trans is another word to search in the dictionary, number one, and transcendence is the elevation of soul. Transcendence is the elevation of awareness. Transcendence allows us to clear the interference between us and higher vibrating things uh, that allow us to grow, expand, accelerate exponentially. So transcendence is very important uh, as an understanding of where we want to be, happy we're at, the right place at the perfect time, angling towards what we want, but the transcendence occurs when we add faith that will end up somewhere better. Dave, when you come across, so there's that quote by Einstein where he says you can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created it. When you have a challenge, a problem, what is the first thing that you do to work towards solving that? Yeah, so I, it's the same thing I do to understand people, right? Appreciate the sameness and then appreciate the difference. So, you know, you cannot solve a problem with the same consciousness in which it was created you actually have to be counterintuitive and look into the same consciousness of how it was created, appreciate it, meaning add your value to it, your skills, knowledge, and desire to it, and then see and appreciate the differences between where and what consciousness that was created and the consciousness in which you want to manifest or create something better. Wow. What, so if you could, and this is a hypothetical, if you could only choose between knowledge and experience, if you had to go back 30 years and you can only take one with you, your knowledge or your experiences, which would you take and why? Experience, uh, for sure, because life is about lessons and the lessons keep on coming. And so the more experience I have, the more knowledge I would have inherent in experience. I don't think experience is inherent in knowledge but knowledge is inherent in experience. So I get two for the price of one by picking experience. Wow. All right. So I you guys didn't know I could do this quick. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> You're impressing it's us. A good, it's a good challenge for sure. <laughs> short, short answers, short uh, questions. So sacrifice. I am trying to figure out, I guess what is, you talk often about being a leader. You are a leader. I don't, I don't think that everyone, I think people have these goals and I've noticed this in my coaching. They have goals, but I don't know if they understand what's going to be required of them to not only attain it, but then sustain it. What do you believe about sacrifice? Do you think that I should view, you talked to Kevin and I about hard work and how we love hard work. And 
not to see it as resistance. What is your take on the sacrifices necessary to achieve greatness, your own unique flavor of it? Or do you, do you, do you see it as a sacrifice? Do you not? What are your thoughts around that whole thing? Great. This is a big shift in the paradigm for everyone. So listen up, get your pens ready. There is no such thing as sacrifice. Once you change your mindset that you're investing in yourself, you'll understand that you don't have to live in a world of scarcity where you have to give up something to receive it. What you're doing is investing and bettering yourself in order to receive it. You're investing in yourself when you sleep in a car. You're investing in yourself when you're not buying what your ego tells you you need to impress other people you don't like. You're investing in yourself when you wake up at four in the morning every single day. You're investing in yourself when you're learning to do things and love to do things that other people can't learn to love to do. You're investing in yourself. You're never sacrificing. Sacrificing is a scarce void that we have to avoid ourselves. So shift the paradigm. There's no such thing as sacrifice. It's only an investment in yourself. Right. And in your future. And in your future. Alan and I were in your past. Say again. And your past. Investing in yourself is an investment in your past, present, and future. Can you go a little deeper on the past part? Yeah. So uh, if you invest in yourself, what other people may call a sacrifice, by learning from the past, you're actually making an investment in yourself for your past because you've learned the lessons and created more value in the past. Because the way that we create more value in the past is to effectuate the lesson, to use the pain of the past as an indicator, a turn signal to a better place, a better situation. The minute you move to a better place, a better situation, you've actually enhanced your past. So for example, if I went bankrupt and I ended up getting divorced, losing everything on the streets, committing suicide, compared to what I did, which one was an investment in my past? Because now my past has more value because it's not only utilized to put me in a better situation, a better place, but also to help other people put them into a better situation in a better place. It's an extraordinary investment in myself. Mm, wow. My goodness. Alan and I were in the studio the other day and I had a moment and I said, I'm going to ask Dave this because we knew he had a call. <laughs> From your perspective, what is deja vu? Is that quantum memory? Is that alignment? What is that? Hello, my name is Dr. Taryn McCarthy and I'm host of the Business of Happiness podcast. When I met Kevin and Alan two years ago, I had no idea of how much impact they would have not only on the success for my business, but also on my life. They've given me enormous perspective and true strategies, true tactics to take in my everyday business plan and in my life plan to make an even greater success. Kevin and Alan, thank you so much. I couldn't even begin to express my gratitude for all you've done for me. And if you're looking for similar mentorship, I highly recommend these incredible experts at the Next Level University. I love it. Deja vu is the awareness that everything is happening at the same time. So your past, present, and future all exist at the same time. The same way that you are health, you are wealth, and you are happiness, your job is to see what's interfering with the health, wealth, and happiness that already exist, an abundant, unfathomable uh, size of limitlessness and infinity. And the thing is, deja vu is that instant of a second of realization that we're living between limitlessness and infinity. Remember, the man-made constructs of time, distance, measurements, uh, in space, they're all man-made contra constructs. 
we have to figure out how do we get rid of those constructs in order to effectuate a higher level of understanding and awareness of oneness, including the oneness of time. As you continue to get more aware, become more aware and vibrate at a higher level, do you have flashbacks to certain that's been happening to Alan and I a lot lately. I'll have a flashback to a random time in my life, very specific, and then it just goes away. Is that an awareness thing? What's your take on that? Absolutely. Like I said, you know, raising your awareness allows that oneness of time to occur, which will allow you to get in touch with the past, present, and future. And those uh, instances, you know, I had one where with my relationship with my own father, I could not ever remember my father crying. Now, meanwhile, I cry all the time, right? My kids make fun of me for crying. I cry on stage. I make jokes about when I speak, you know, it doesn't work unless I cry. <laughs> Never remember my dad crying. And then elevating my awareness, I remember when I left Akron, Ohio to leave my father uh, when my parents were divorced to move to San Diego, the best thing my mom ever did to me. Uh, I remember turning back, getting on the airplane. Back then, your people could come to the gate. You know, there was no 9-11 at the time. I look back, my dad was bawling. And that was one of those instances where I was able to elevate my awareness to clear the ego, the fear, the hurt that had existed for over 20 years that somehow I healed and had access to a whole new understanding of my father and my relationship with him, how much I meant. Mm. Your relationship with your dad is it's so powerful, Dave. Uh, I can I can see that. So um, I believe that, and I don't know if this is true, but I want your take on it. I guess, let me ask you this. Do you believe that all of our memories are in our subconscious? We just don't always know how to access them. So not all of them, about 40,000 of them are about 40,000. The, the real other ones, like the one about my father exist in my quantum memory, uh, inside that either epigenetic layer of the DNA or the DNA itself that allows us to get into the hard drive, things that will carry on for lifetimes, lessons that may not have uh, elevated themselves to awareness or pain in order to effectuate those. What do you define as a breakthrough and are there different types? Yeah, so a breakthrough is acceleration growth. Uh, you know, for, for me, a breakthrough is the ability to elevate that awareness, to grow, to learn. Each time a lesson or an enlightenment, that's why I take inventory of my values every single day and i'm not afraid of being a hypocrite so all the things that make you a hypocrite are breakthroughs right i used to say that you never learn something until you're proven wrong so like <laughs> exactly right and so it's interesting yeah why do you think people have so much resistance to being wrong if that's the one way we grow blame shame and justification they don't understand the difference between accountability and liability they're living in a liable world where it's blame, shame, and justification, they believe that those circumstances separate us either by making us inferior or superior instead of better. Uh, and so when we live in accountability and ask ourselves, what did I do to attract this to my life? And what am I supposed to learn from it? A complete methodology to get better. It's complete than the other methodology of getting separate, which only creates more resistance, voids, and shortages. Mm, my goodness. Last one before we let you go, Dave. What's, uh, what... So I've been reading a lot of books and a lot of things I'm hearing are about human potential. And I've heard anywhere from one to 3% of hu human potential is used. What is your take on that? I know it's pursuing the, the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. I know you always want to be more and more and closer and closer, but from your knowledge and research, how much do people actually use of their potential? 
a billionth of a percentage. You know, they're like, I, I am stuck on this fact that we uh, have no idea, right? We cannot fathom the size, scope, and scale of infinity and limitlessness. And when you think of the billions of variables that exist and how little you know, and as you become and, and focus in, in a journey of potential, uh, of intention and attention to potential, you start realizing the billions of value. Look, go on Google and look at how many facts are on Google alone and think about how many of those facts you know. <laughs> then you have to figure, how do I coordinate all those facts together in multivariances in order to effectuate circumstance, experience, or lessons? Come on now. There's no way that we're somewhere close to one billionth of a percent of the human of our potential. Now, the human potential, it may be one to three percent of what we're humanly capable of, of our embodiment. But as far as our potential as spiritual beings, right, because I'm a spiritual being living a human existence, uh, those are two variances. So I'm speaking of overall potential is in one billionth of a percent, maybe in the embodiment that we've been given and the capabilities, skills and desire that we have. It might be from one to three percent. No idea. But I still think that those are encompassed as a whole. So it's one billion, billion sorry, one billion, billions of 1%. 20 seconds. What's your favorite movie, Dave, and why? It changes, but I have to say Rocky. And because it, 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 to me, it, it's, it's a motivator. It gets me up, gets me back up, gets me started, gets me back started uh, in all types of circumstances. I think about if I can look up, I can get up. I think of Rocky at the end of the fight. And he's looking up and every time you don't think he can get up, but yet he gets up. Mm, appreciate that. Thank you, Dave, as always. You got it, my friends. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.